Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, coming up on 4 o'clock here on The Fan. Evan and Tiki. So something very awkward happened to me yesterday, and I'm not sure how this works. So I was leaving our radio show Mm -hmm. about 6.30 at night. I was walking down the street, and I was getting money out of my pocket because I park our vehicle, my vehicle, Mm -hmm. in a parking garage. And I always tip the guy $5 every single day. Same with me. $5? Same same garage. Okay. One. No, I'm just impressed because uh, my former partner would not tip $5. What? What do you tip? A dollar? I'd say like $2. Something. (sighs) That's okay. Still love you, even though the city of Philly hates you right now. (laughs) Anyhow, so I'm going to get my $5 out of my pocket. Okay. And I'm kind of having trouble grabbing it. Yeah. And something really awkward happened that I don't know what to do. And I'll hold this up for SNY. Hello, SNY. I ripped the $5. Oh, gee. So I'm holding up like half a $5. Yeah. And I got the other $5, which is a little bit less than (laughs) half the $5. So I got two pieces of $5. Just tape it back together. It's still legal tender. Is that true? Yeah. Because I could not give the parking attendant not half a ripped, $5. Not a ripped $5. I couldn't no. hand it to him, so I quickly put it back in my pocket and grabbed another $5. But now I've got two halves of $5, and... I would tape it back together. And that works? Of course. I mean, they're not going to notice. Are you sure? Just, just fold it. Tape it up. And then <laughs> they'll have to deal with it. <laughs> you know what, Evan? Give me the 5 bucks. I'll tape it. I'll give it back to you. Right. So just give me the 5 bucks. And you're going to give it back to me? Yeah. I'll tape it for you. That way it's done. You don't yeah, have to worry but, about it. Hold on a second. He's just hoping you forget that oh, you gave the phone. Thank you, Tiki, for catching on. <laughs> yeah, but you're saying that taping it just makes it work? Yeah. Like, it's a functioning $5 if it's I put scotch $5. tape around it? It's still, it, honestly, it's just paper. It's just, it represents $5 in our mind, but it's really just paper. So if it's just paper, could I have, could have I handed these two pieces of $5 to the parking attendant? Yes, or you could go to a bank and they will take it for you. That's my next question. So if I go to a bank and say, excuse me, I've got half a $5, yes. they will take it from me and give me a newly minted $5? Yes, they will. Are you sure about that? I'm almost positive. Have you ever done it? I have, actually. How did you rip a $5 bill? <laughs> I did. Or a $10 it, was, it wasn't. It was like a dollar. I had like multiple ripped dollars. <laughs> so, I forget how they got ripped. But they just had all these destroyed dollar bill. Wow. So I took them to a bank. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll take it. Maybe they just like me, but. I think that was it. I think they saw a Hall of Fame, potential Hall of Fame running back walk through the door. What's so funny is when I took it out of my pocket and I ripped it, Uh I couldn't find the other half and it started to blow away. And I'm like, I should 
track yeah, this down. You have to. And so I'm racing after the $5 bill. And then I found out it wasn't blowing down the street. It got stuck in my hoodie. Oh, got it. So the five the half of $5 was stuck right, in my hoodie. All, how the hell do you get a $5 bill ripped in your pocket and then half of it in your hoodie? All right. I'm going to stand up and give you a demonstration. Ah, I'm shocking myself. Sorry. I'll give you a demonstration. Okay. I pull it out. All right. And it, like, comes out. And then it goes up to my ear right. and then gets stuck right here in my hood, you see? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, where my, where'd my five go? And then I'm like, crap, it's in the back of my hood. That is the most random ripping story I've ever heard yeah, in my life. Yeah, really happens. All right, so good. I've got $5. Yes. I'll tape it together. Lugie will tape it for you. So one of the big decisions, and we'll get back to your Met calls in a second. I've been very optimistic about the Mets this season, which I think a lot of Met fans have agreed with me on. And some non-Met fans are yelling at me, I'm a delusional, whimsical baby. But one of the big decisions that the Jets are going to have to make this offseason, and Woody Johnson even said it, right. is they got to go get a backup quarterback. Right. And so we're all in agreement on that. Aaron's going to be the starter. They got to go get a backup. It's not Zach Wilson. It's not bringing back Trevor Simeon. They got to get a real human being that could back up Aaron Rodgers. And there's a lot of different ways you can go. And there's a lot of different options. But one of the options that's been bantied about on social media over the last few days. And when I first read it, mm-hmm. I said, huh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And then I started thinking about it more and more, and I was like, I think this could be the answer, is a guy who is 23 years old. Oh. That's right, 23 years old. A guy who played a lot last year, and mm-hmm. he had his moments. Starter? A starter last year. <laughs> Will not be the starter, in my humble opinion, for his team in 2024. And that person we're talking about is Sam Howell. Oh, I know Sam. I you know like him very well. his games this past season. So before you even break huh. down the tape, here's my first question to you. Was he good in those meetings? Oh, he was great in the meetings. That's always a big right? start. He's, he's, he's an aware kid. That's he's why aware. I like them. In fact, I actually called more than four of his games because I called him twice in college when he was at North Carolina. So some may say you're a Sam Howellologist. Well, I loved him his junior season or his uh, sophomore season. His junior season that he lost a lot of his wide receivers, Deami Brown and those other guys. They all came to the league, and he was not as good. But in the NFL, I liked his awareness of what's going on. I think he was failed by Eric Bieniemy, mm. who dropped him back. 621 times, nowhere near the 750 that Tom Brady had. Led the league, though, this season. But he led the league this year in dropbacks, and it's why he threw 21 interceptions, and I think he had 20-something touchdowns as well. 21 touchdowns, 21 interceptions, and led the league in Nice symmetry, and he led the league in sacks. (laughs) He got sacked 65 times. That explains it. The offensive line was terrible. Remember, the Giants came into that game that they played. I was calling that game. They didn't have a ton of sacks. Right. They destroyed I think he had eight in that game, whatever it was. So he was not in an ideal situation. But I actually like him as a quarterback just from watching him in college but also calling some of his early games this year um, in, as as a commander. But first of all, how did, how did you come to Sam Howell? Like, how did I come to Sam yeah, Howell? How did you come to Sam Howell? I didn't come a, to Sam Howell. Do you know the origin of the Sam Howell story? I do, for, to the Jets? No, yes. I do not. The origin is, see, social media and Jet fans are obsessed with this offseason. Rightfully so. You're a diehard right. fan. You're obsessed with everything they're going to do. And How he's are still they a commander. He's still a commander. <laughs> they're obsessed with which linemen we're going to get, which wide receiver, and of course, what quarterback. The commanders. The origin of the Sam Howell idea came from a very reliable person. Connor Hughes of SNY. Ah. In fact, can you get Connor on the line at some point? Pop Connor up. Connor Hughes was answering a Q&A 
like mailbag. Okay. And he said something that triggered every Jet fan around the nation. In a good way or a bad way? Good way, because most of us like Sam Howell. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. Connor Hughes, and I don't think he understands the power that he has. I don't think he gets it. He's one of those guys, good-looking guy. Yep. Very good-looking. Is he a redhead or is he a blonde? Uh, I think it depends on the season. I kind of hope he's a redhead. It would make me proud as a redhead. But, I mean, you're... Beard is red, but your head is not. I'm always a redhead. I know, but your your beard is red. Your head is not. Doesn't matter. I'm still a, I'm still a ginger. I hope that you become more red when the summer happens. <laughs> that way, I can say I work with a redhead. Okay. Well, hopefully that <laughs> happens too. So Connor Hughes has way too much power. Wrote in his mailbag that there were people in the Jet organization that really like Sam. Howell. Probably tossed it off. Ah, just it's a toss off line. Yeah. So Jet fans read that, myself included. And it starts to, like, fester uh-huh. in every text chat across America and every Jet podcast across America. Sam Howell! Holy crap! And you start to think about it, and you're like, well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. He started 17 games last year. Yeah, he led the league in picks, and he mm-hmm. led the league in sacks. But he's a young, young player. You can bring him in as that backup in case Aaron Ron- yep. Rodgers misses a game. Right. He has starting experience. He's not afraid. He's not afraid he's got balls. He's used to taking hits, as he showed in Washington. And, oh, by the way, and this is the other part. This is the what I call the added bonus. It's not essentials. He added bonus. He's 23. Yeah. So when he sits there behind Aaron Rodgers for a year or two or three, because he isn't making a lot of money. He's also not a first-round draft pick. So that's right. You don't have the, the fifth-year option dilemma. That's right. That you would have with, say, Justin Fields. Correct. It's he is He's going to have to sign a new contract at some point. And he's going to sign for very little money. Right. He signed this year an extra making no money. So you get the best of both worlds. You get the capable backup mm-hmm. in case Aaron got hurt. And then you've got the whimsical thought, since yeah. that's the word of the day, <laughs> that Sam Howell is your long-term answer at quarterback. We need a Pee Wee's big playhouse uh you know, when we, when we say the word of the day, like, everybody goes crazy. Yeah. You don't know that. You guys know it. No, we know that. No, Connor. Connor has no idea. You don't idea. think Connor knows who Pee Wee Herman is? He, no, but he know when they said the word of the day, yeah. the whole everybody went crazy. Do you, you don't even know Dude, I'm movie. 38. I have no idea what you're talking what? about. No, no, no. My brain of? goes somewhere else with Pee Wee Herman, to be honest. I've heard <laughs> of Pee Wee Herman, but I have no idea really Stop. who he was or what he did. When you fit Playhouse, whenever they said the word of the day, everybody would jump out. Ah! See, I know that, and I'm 40. Exactly. But, but, Connor, you have to answer a very important question, and I want you to be honest. When you think of Pee Wee Herman, what do you think of? And be honest. It's fine. Uh, I think of Pee Wee Reese, just because of his name, Pee Wee. Oh. And you think of Pee Wee? How old are you? <laughs> I am 29. Mm. But I know who Pee Wee Reese is. <laughs> right. And then I also just think of just TV in general, right. like a black and so white he, TV he's, show. He's not actually old enough. To even know what he got in trouble for. So you don't uh, think about going to the movies by yourself or anything like that? Uh, yeah. No, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know t- any of that. I, I have to be honest. It's that's what I think of. <laughs> like I think, and, and it's unfortunate, but it's the truth. Like when when you say Pee Wee Herman, I don't think of his show. I don't think of his playhouse. You I don't think, think of, of the movie. No, Large Marge. I think of movies, but large, I don't think of that. Large Marge. No, tell him Large Marge sent you. <laughs> I think of unfortunately what he got in trouble for. Fair or not. Anyhow, yeah, I think when uh, I use the word whimsical, maybe not people celebrating, but maybe a whimsical sound. Pull something from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) Anyhow, it's this whimsical thought of Sam Howell could fit two things at once. He can fit backup for Rodgers. I think he's capable of it. And then possibly be the long-term answer. Now, do you think that's a good – forget whimsical answer as a backup. Is that a a good backup? I think it's a – because he's got starter – 
potential, right? It's not we have no clue like some of these young players would be or even some of these veteran backups. You just have no idea how good they could possibly be. Where Sam Howell, he played some good Games. He played some, had some really he showed big potential. Yeah, of course. But yeah. he's also very young. He was in a horrible offensive line. The system was predicated to throwing the ball a million times a game. So he just got abused. I think in the right system and walk and sitting behind Aaron Rodgers would do him a world of good. And he just has a natural like the the growth to be the starter when Aaron leaves just fits. It fits a lot better than Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. No doubt. Because I mean, well, Justin Fields, or not Justin Fields, but with Zach Wilson, like you just knew he wasn't good enough. Right. right? Well, it also didn't work out financially. Like True. Sam Howell is signed this year and signed next year, and he don't make a lot of money. No. So you don't even have to worry about that aspect yeah. of it. See, I-, I was never against the idea, the whimsical idea <laughs> of – a guy to replace Aaron Rodgers once he retires yeah. and having that backup be his eventual replacement. I was against the idea that it was Zach Wilson and it never fully made sense. So as a backup now, by the way, let me answer this educate a guess on why he wouldn't be on Washington next year because they're going to draft a quarterback, new head coach, new, new situation down there. They're going to draft right. a quarterback. Now let's get to the man that started all this trouble. He's very, very powerful amongst the jet community. And that of course is SNY's very own Connor Hughes, Connor, Tiki Evan, first of all, do you consider yourself a redhead or do you consider yourself just a guy who's blonde? Oh no, I'm a redhead. Yeah, no, no that's the thing. Yeah, we're at, we're actually wow. having we just had my daughter uh, eight months ago, and, and oh, my wife congrats. and I are already. Thank you. My wife and I are arguing over whether her hair is going to be uh, red or brown like hers. So we're oh. we're kind of you know, it, it could turn. Well, luckily she's not uh, a man. She'd have a red beard like Evan <laughs> and, br- and brown hair. Yeah. Which makes no yeah. sense to me. You know, you know how I know Connor's definitely a redhead. I had the exact same argument with my wife when our kids were born. That's a redhead. No, brown hair, redhead. Um, all right, very important business. Do you understand that when you say stuff, even throwaway <laughs> lines and articles, that it causes the jet community to go crazy? Are you aware of your power? Well, what's crazy is I, I, the the Sam Howell thing. Yes. What's, what's funny to me is I actually didn't realize it had happened the way that it did. Until a uh, one of my guys that works over in Washington uh, reached out to me and was like, "What do you think they'd give up for?" Jeez, I, like, <laughs> oh, I was like, "What?" Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> like, the trade's in place already. Connor yeah, said I so. Was like, I was like, "Wait, what's going?" So it's it's funny, like you guys brought it up because again, I'll be honest with you, I had never even considered uh, Howell as as a potential option for the Jets until that question was kind of thrown at me on Twitter. And I was like, "You know what? That actually makes a lot of sense because I remember when the Jets were playing." Uh, Washington, and just when Sam Howe kind of started, and it was well, who are the, is Washington going to draft a quarterback or not? I talked to just you know having casual conversation with people in Washington, I know, or people with the Jets. I know they thought highly of him, like yeah. they thought he could play. So I was like, you know, if this guy's actually available, it does make some sense because it again, it all depends on price. Like the Jets aren't going to give up a, a third, or they don't have a second, but even like a twenty twenty five second round pick, like they're not going to give a compensation like that, and also. Like I prefaced in the story, like this isn't like a, a Sam Darnold, Justin Fields situation where if you draft the quarterback, you have to get rid of this guy. Right. Like you can keep him as your as your backup. But if he is made available by Washington, I think he makes a lot more sense than anybody else because he's more reasonably priced. He's still young, so his future is theoretically ahead of him. And the Jets like him, so you could maybe develop him into something. But uh, what I didn't expect was the the aggregators uh, to grab that one and turn it into Jets are interested in Sam Howell. They want Sam Howell. Sam Howell's going to be their quarterback. So well, that it, was it, that, it, that well, Connor. Me. Connor, it just became the potential. It just became yeah. the because when you think about all of the alternative or the options for backup quarterback to yeah. Aaron Rodgers, not not a lot of them are ideal. 
right? Yeah. I mean, maybe Gardner Minshew, but not, not, really. not even really. Yeah. Right. And maybe yeah. Aiden O'Connell, but they're not going to get rid of him out in, in Oakland because he, he's proven he can be their quality yeah. backup if they make a move on a, on a veteran quarterback, whoever that may be. So there's not a lot of options out there. No, he's a good one. And honestly, I, I wish I could take credit for it, but I got I to gotta dig up the story for whatever Twitter user was the one that, that pitched that one out because he was, I was like, you know, it actually makes a lot of sense. But again, from Washington's point of view, why are they going to get rid of him? Right. Like, this guy isn't like a locker room problem. This no, isn't a dude that's no. slamming his feet saying, I am the starting quarterback. I mean, this is a guy that, uh, it is, I mean, what's his cap hit? I think it's under a million dollars or it's 1.2 maybe with them. And then right. the Jets, if they trade, it would only be a million. The- so. I, can I give you my theory on why they would trade him? And you could yeah, shoot ahead. it down immediately. So they're going to draft a quarterback. Like, we all yeah. assume they're going to draft one towards the top. And you're right, they don't have to get rid of him. But usually, don't you ideally want to have that veteran tutor, that guy that's had experience before being in that room with him? So, A, you can go get a veteran. And then, B, as a Jet fan, I think I would be willing to give up a third-round pick. I know they don't have a second, a third- or fourth-round pick for a guy that's not only a good backup but could potentially be my future starting quarterback. So between A, you can do well for him in terms of a return, and then B, you're probably more ideal to have the veteran backup in the room with the young quarterback. Wouldn't that be the reasons why Washington would consider moving him? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Honestly, an an Aaron Rodgers with Sam Howell pairing uh, and then Drake May with insert veteran court Jacoby Brissett, you know, or, or, yeah. or Gardner Minshew in that situation. I mean, that does make more sense for both of those sides. Again, the whole preface of it was just, is, is he available? Is he, yeah. is he going to be made available? I mean, this, uh, the Jets, look, Aaron Rodgers is committed to them, not only for, for this coming year, but next year. So you, you're assuming that he's going to be your quarterback the next two years. And, and I think that honestly, Aaron's open to playing even longer than that. Yeah. Um, so this is something where you, you got to be smart with the compensation you're willing to give up to get the backup quarterback. But uh, like you were saying, man, of, of all the guys that are out there and all the names that are going to be floated around, I think Howell's the best one. I right. mean, he's somebody that they value. He's somebody who's proven he can play. I mean, I thought he showed a decent amount last year on a terrible Washington football team. Uh, I, I would do it. I mean, it's one I would do. I, I love the idea, and, and I think it's something that Jeff would pursue. Again, the caveat being, is Sam Howell actually being made available? Right. I agree with you on that 100%, Connor. The only the other only reason I could see it fitting, because I was just I forgot who their new head coach was for some reason. I'm like, who the hell's the head coach down there? It's Dan Quinn, and Cliff Kingsbury is their offensive coordinator. So the only other reason they would move off is if, if it was fit, right? Oh, he, yeah, yeah. he didn't fit what Cliff Kingsbury wants to do. Now, who knows what Cliff Kingsbury actually wants to do, but that would be the only other reason that he would be made available. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's, it's an interesting one. I, I will say that when it, when it blew up, it surprised me. Like, I, I know I saw, actually, when you guys reached out about having me on, I was like, man, how big did this actually get? <laughs> I saw two or three of the aggregators are over, like, their, their the impressions on the tweet are over a million. I mean, this is going to be the... Seriously, I want to tell you, this is going to be... I was, having, I was actually talking to somebody over at the Giants about this uh, because something happened with um, David Battiari and The Athletic, okay. where it was the same exact thing. It was, like, doing the same article that every single reporter writes about potential cap cuts. And David was on there, and then the aggregators turned it into uh, Packers expected to release David Bakhtiari. Uh, and it was like, this, this this wild, wild west that we're entering in now, that Twitter's paying you based off of impressions, 
these guys are going to go wild over whatever is out there because them it doesn't matter. Like, right. the, the algorithm's going to take it and spread it to whoever it's going to spread, and they're going to get a check off of it. So whether they're right or wrong, they don't care as long as the impressions add up. Now, right or wrong, I'll hold you to this. If anything, yep. I won't hold you to being wrong, but I'll give you a lot of credit if you're right. So it's, <laughs> okay. it's, it's February 21st. We all know the Jets are adding a veteran backup quarterback. That's our assumption. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you had to guess right now, your educated guess on who that person is, who that quarterback is to back up Aaron Rodgers week one, who is it? Gardner Minshew. I Gardner Minshew. And I think it's, it's going to be for a, a historically high number for a backup quarterback. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, Gardner's a good quarterback. Out to Kaz, right? Right. I mean, Woody told Kaz they're going to pay the backup. So, right. I mean, that immediately took negotiating out of the hands of, of Joe Douglas and put it all the way in the agent. Uh, and they're not going to make the same mistake they made last year. So they're going to want somebody that if Aaron Rodgers goes down, insert player here, can take them to the playoffs. And, and that's something uh, that Gardner Minshew was going to do for Anthony Richardson if that pass wasn't dropped. So, right. I mean, it was. It's, I think he'll be the one that they go I out love and get. It. I know the Jets, the Jets, had, a, the Jets had, a, had a pretty high grade on him uh, as a free agent last year. It was just one of those things where they were already paying Aaron Rodgers, they were already paying Zach Wilson. Do you really want to now pay another $6 million or $5 million? Oh to a third-string quarterback, so uh, or would have been second pushing Zach down to third, I should say. But yeah. I know that they view him very highly. If they, they, Connor, if they made that move, they were in the playoffs this year. They would have made yeah, the playoffs. Probably. Yeah, there's no doubt yeah. about it. Because I, I called Indy a couple of times, and I love Gardner. He's yeah. a, he's a, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, like different than you would expect for a guy who's a, is a good starting quarterback in the NFL. But I think that plays well in most locker rooms because he's not ruffling yeah. feathers. He's just doing his job. Living That's in a wrong. van and, and, and do, probably smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Connor, we appreciate it, man. Thank you very much, pal. Thank, Thank you, Connor. Guys, I appreciate it. Thank Be you. good, man. Connor Hughes, who started a frenzy. Sam Howell to the New York Jets. I would sign right now for Gardner Minshew. That would excite me. And I like one, Gardner. Ob- one obsession I've had with Gardner Minshew, and I always use him as an example whenever we argue about quarterbacks and quarterbacks getting opportunities. Mm-hmm. If Gardner Minshew wasn't a sixth-round pick, if let's say he was a second-round pick, or dare I say a first-round pick, could you imagine a football team giving up on a guy who threw 37 touchdown passes to 11 interceptions in their first two years in the NFL? No, not at all. It would never happen. Right. Where was he, Jacksonville? He was in Jacksonville. Yeah. And they did, and then he signs around the league as a backup. Can you imagine that? A guy in the first two years of his NFL career throws 37 touchdowns to 11 interceptions, has a record of like 7-12, and 12, so not great, but... Was it really his fault? No, not in Jacksonville. And that guy bounces around the league and is like a league backup. That's what he did. And I'm convinced the only reason that's the case is because of where he was drafted. Yeah, I, I like Gardner coming out of college. He was at Washington State, led the league in yards. He was going to go be a coach, so he's a smart kid. Right. And he understands the game intuitively. That's why when you bring him in, you know he's going to learn whatever system you need him to learn. He's going to learn it. And he's not going to be up there confused. Like, what do I do in this situation? He, he's played a lot. If he, if you're right, if he wasn't a late round pick, he's never gotten another shot to be a starter. Yeah, and even this year, he did get a shot, and he was a drop no, pass no. away from making the no, playoffs. No, no, but he didn't because of injury. You're right. Right. It, it, it was they gave the job to no, Anthony Richardson. No, no, but think about this. He didn't get another shot. You're yeah. right. He gets a shot because of injury. Does a good enough job to basically yeah. lead his team to the playoffs. Yes. And what's going to happen this offseason? He's going to be a backup again. Yeah, yeah. I know. So even when given that opportunity, and here's the way I'd view Gardner Minshew, maybe not with the same 
a whimsical feel of Sam Howell based on age and uncertainty. Uh-huh. But if the Jets sign Gardner Minshew, I would think could be my quarterback in three years. It could be. I would think Because he's still youngish. He's enough. 27 years old. Right. Now, Rodgers plays three years. Now he's 30, but I don't know. I don't think Gardner 30, Minshew. 30's not old. It's not old. At all. Not in today's NFL. No, he's not, not, not old. even Not even close. He also has a great porn stash. He even has a porn star name, <laughs> Gardner Minshew. You're right, he does. Do the gardening here. He's epic. He do, it looks like such a kinky and, sex activity. <laughs> and he'd do great here because he doesn't care. Yeah. Exactly. Like, noise, opinion, he doesn't care. He looks like all. a man's man. A guy you could have a beer with. That's exactly Wild who he is. Wild man. Exactly who he is. Let's go to Rich in New Jersey. What's up, Rich? What's up, gentlemen? How are you? What's up, man? All's good. Good, man. What's up? Good. Well, uh, I, I heard you talking about the Mets, and I didn't hear uh, Evan specifically uh, yeah. crying about Senga. Did, did you you did get the Senga? Yes. He yeah. has sore. Well, what am I supposed to do? You're not supposed to give up I, on the I season because Kodai Senga sore? I talked him down, Rich. Let's put it this way. When Diaz went down last year, what was your thoughts at that point? My thought was this should not ruin their season. My thought was this should not be the end of the world. Yes, I did not. I didn't give up on the season when Edwin Diaz got hurt. Now maybe that makes me delusional because maybe I should have. It didn't ruin their season. I mean, it made them less viable in those those close games. It contributed. It, but it didn't. It wasn't the reason they only won seventy five. The Mets season didn't fail because of one reason. It didn't fail simply because of right. Justin Verlander missing the first co- month. It was a collection of things. It was a collection of things. Right. But when Diaz got hurt, I was shocked. I was disappointed. I was mad at the world. But I came on the radio the very next day and said, "This isn't it. Like it's a big blow, but a closer should not end your season." Yeah. So right now, if you're just tuning in and you heard that guy call up, the update on Kodai Senga is he felt soreness. Now I hope that's not the first step of a major no, injury. Not even soreness. You're even. You're even. You're exaggerating. Oh, what did he? What was it again? It was fatigue. Fatigue. That's right. Yeah, general fatigue. General fatigue. Right. He just worked out too hard the day before, and now he's fatigued this day at his bullpen session or whatever the heck he was doing. Yeah, he was doing fatigue. a bullpen. That's all it is. So fatigue. Wh- what or am maybe I? He just wanted the day off. I don't know. <laughs> I think that was he's, it. He's Sean Marash in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Sean's was two days in a row because supposedly he's got. Temperature, yes, and my ass. But what what do you want me or Met fans to do? Kodai Senga's fatigue. That means he needs Tommy John surgery. No, like is that the jump we're supposed no, to make as fans? Not even close. Like, am I concerned? Here's what I'm concerned about. I think every baseball fan should be concerned. I love spring training for two days. Okay, mm-hmm. I love Saturday putting a baseball game on the television with my kids and saying, right. "Oh, look, it's baseball." And then by Monday, I'm done with it. And by Monday, I'm worried. Well, what am I worried about? Someone getting hurt? Yes, I'm worried about injuries. So if you're a Yankee fan who's all excited about baseball being on TV this weekend, you should be excited. But then by Monday and Tuesday, you're praying to the baseball gods that everyone stays healthy. So right now with this and Senga, it's, God, I hope he's okay, but... Do I think it's the end of the world? No, but we're going to get a lot more of this. Because let me make you a little prediction. Actually, it's not a prediction. Let me give you a spoiler. Guys are going to get hurt. And we're going to get nervous about it. Yeah. And the key to a baseball season is surviving it. The New York Yankees couldn't last year. They lost Aaron Judge for an extended period of time. And for any Yankee fan who uses that as an excuse or thinks that's a death sentence, let me remind you that in 2019, everybody was hurt, and you won over 100 games. And you made the playoffs, and you won your division. 
It's a long-ass season. It is, and they overcame it. Injuries are not death sentences. So I love it when a caller assumes, oh, when Diaz got hurt, you must have thought it was. No, I didn't. It wasn't good. wasn't thrilled about it. But you can overcome it, especially in baseball. There are certain sports where you can't. Like right now in the NBA, and we'll give you a Julius Randle update coming up a little bit later on. Every Knicks fan knows full well, if Julius Randle isn't playing in the playoffs, they're going nowhere. We all know that. Lugie knows that. Yep. Everybody knows that. In the NBA, you lose a star, you're dead. Yep. Even in the NFL, I can't say that. You lose a quarterback, ask the Eagles. You can still win the Super Bowl. Of course you can. You I just mean, have to have a good backup. Which, not Zach Wilson. Which the Jets didn't have. <laughs> it all comes full circle. <laughs> We'll come back and get to your calls on at 877-337-6666. And for the Yankee fan, we're about to see a very interesting battle. A battle you haven't paid attention to yet, but it's actually a battle between Juan Soto and Aaron Boone. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Evan and Tiki on the fan. I like most Americans. I love technology. Like, I'm sitting here doing a show with two iPads. Like, I love iPads. Yes, I have one. I got an iPhone, you have an iPhone. Like, I love technology. But I've realized over the last few years that there are certain new technologies, and maybe I'm an old man saying this, I will never touch. I will never do it. You can never convince me to do it. Oculus, the VR thing? I mean, I'm open to it if it makes sense. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm like open to Oculus. It's just never been worth it to me. Right. One that's always jumped out is a car that the computer drives. Mm. A driverless car. Mm. I can never do it. No, I don't it think I could It will never either. happen for me. I'm a man. I need to be in control. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you grunted it, but I believe the same thing. <laughs> I do. I, I do, too. I, I like also, driving fast. I like driving fast. I like fast. being in control. Yeah. And it's not even just the control. Like, yes, I'm with you about control. I think it's also that I could never trust, as much as you tell me the technology uh-huh. works, that there's a robot driving my car. But you right. trust an Uber driver well, or a cab driver? Now, forget that. The better example is a plane. You get on an airplane, those pilots don't do a whole lot. And guess what I don't like doing? Flying. I don't like flying. Yeah. Now, I understand that there right. are certain occasions where you have to. Like, I'm going to Florida next weekend. It's such a short period of time. I can't drive. If I had more time, I would drive. But I, I, I make those concessions. Like, I'll answer his point about an Uber driver. I'll make those concessions when I really have no other choice. Right. That's why I so rarely get in a taxi or get in an Uber, but it's also different in that it's a human being driving it. And, yeah, I still, at the end of the day, trust the human yeah. more than I do the computer. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's starting, I mean, the Tesla was the one that started it, right? It was a fully autonomous driving, whatever the heck yeah. it is. And, I mean, so many accidents have happened right, because of these things. What I was watching this movie. By the way, even if there weren't accidents, right. I still wouldn't. Be able I, to. I know, but I was watching this movie, and 
they were they got stuck in this town. It was some like nuclear bomb or some something went off, and they were stuck out in the island on the island. Right. And they like, all right, we got to go back to the city. Let's just drive back into the city. So they got into the into their car and they're driving, and they come up to like all of these Teslas mm-hmm. that were just stopped, right? And they were just clogging up the the road. And the reason that they were stopped, you don't know at the time. Right. The reason that they're stopped is because they're all autonomously driving back to the facility. And so they're just flying down the road, crashing into each other. Oh, I'm serious. <laughs> no, there's no there's no people in the cars. Right. But all the Teslas on the island are just flying back to Manhattan and crashing into one another. Yeah. Bam! And, and, and they don't know it. And they're like, oh, what's going on here? Why are these cars here? And they get out of their car, and all of a sudden they see these two Teslas coming, and they're like, Oh crap! <laughs> and they like they it clicked right. like they got it like nobody's driving this car, and so it it didn't like play on the fear, but it's one of the reasons why I would never want a driver a driver. I couldn't do car. it. I'm on the same and, page as you. Like you, and, and listen, thirty years from now, we may be in the minority, and what has always uh, scared me is that someday we'll live on this earth and they'll start to ban no, humans from driving. I will be a luddite in that regard. A luddite. A luddite. What does that mean? A, a last adapter. Yeah, but what if we're forced? What if the United States government passes laws that you're not allowed to drive? It has no to be chance. robot. I have a driver's license, <laughs> and I've had it since I was 16 years old, and you can't stop me from driving. You know what, uh, what, it, what movie I saw? Tiki Transformers. If Optimus Prime <laughs> wants to drive me around, that's pretty badass. Right. That's, if we di- can... that's different. Okay. But, you, but you know what the difference between you and I and you and I and Tiki are? And it makes perfect sense. It's why Lugie will always be more comfortable with this. You're not a driver. No, I haven't owned a car in yeah. like four years. Think about right. Living in the city. No, and I think that's a big factor. So to you, like your driving experience is usually being in a car with an Uber driver. Yeah, I gave up my control driver. years ago. I, right. right. So I think it's easier for you to make that transition. Me and Tiki are a guy. This is why we can never do a road trip together. I need to drive. He needs to drive. Right. It would right. be a disaster. I th- we both need control. I think the only person who I ever have felt comfortable driving me was my mom. Well, that's, yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. Like, my wife now, she wants. I never let her drive yeah. ever. Yeah, I think with me, it's my dad. <laughs> my mom was crazy when she drove. My dad, I think I can. When I get tired, like I'm really, really yeah. tired, I'll be like, "All right, dad, you right. can drive for maybe, a little maybe bit." Maybe my brother, <laughs> but not right. even really my brother. When we would go back and forth from Roanoke to Charlottesville for right. school, I drove all the, every time. No, I'm with you. So the car thing to me is an easy technology I would never adapt to. Yesterday, I'm reading this story from Elon Musk that his company is implementing brain chips in human beings so that your brain what? can control like the mouse on a computer. Your brain can control things on your tablet. And that's another one where I got to tell you, I'm drawing the line. <laughs> Have we gotten that lazy where uh, I can't just use my finger or use my hand right. or use my voice? Like, think about it. We have voice technology now. Like, are we that lazy that our brain's going to do it? No way, no how. Now, maybe I'm the old guy. <laughs> I don't know. But I saw this story, and I'm like, usually there's technology I get excited about. Oh, that's so cool. I'm up for that. I'm not like my grandfather who refused to go on the web. I don't want to do it. Like. I'm all for certain technologies, but the brain chip in the head to control the mouse? <laughs> like, really? That is, that, that's ultimate and lazy. Well, I mean... I, what I else think, can you do? I, well, I think the reason... Go ahead. There is practical application. Give me this. a practical answer. I'll tell you if I would be willing. Because so far, I ain't willing. Quadriplegic. Well, that's different. Exactly. That's completely and different. So there is science to solve sol- to create solutions to, ma- to major problems. And there are a lot of people who, whether it's 
quadriplegic or they have cerebral palsy or they have other side sort of uh, other neuromuscular in- impairments. Of course, then it makes they great sense. They can't use computers. But so, then that's the so you create, But you create this technology for that specific purpose, but it then also has another use. Well, see, that's the thing. So obviously, and this goes without saying, for those that need it, it's brilliant and it's the beauty of science. But yeah. that's not always where it stops. It continues into how can I make money yes. off fat, lazy Americans? <laughs> okay. How can I make money over those who are just like, ooh, I want, give me, give me, give me. So obviously, yeah, for power police, it makes perfect sense. It's great. It's brilliance of science. But if you're a regular, healthy tiki barber, are you going to put a chip in your brain no. so that you can be so freaking lazy no. that you don't have to speak or do something? It's just going to happen. We use our brains enough. I don't. I don't need to use my brain to do neuro to do physical activity. Now I'm guessing Lugie I'm and Sean, who's not here today, but Lugie is, they're would lazy enough it? to do it. Oh, yeah, he would do it. Of course. As why would you? Why would you say it? As long as you it's don't safe. use enough of your, your brain. No, I want the chip to fetch me a brewski, so I don't have to ask my wife. No, I would want that because, yeah, I am lazy. I do enough in my life, and if I want to be lazy, if you could give me a chip to be lazier, I'm all for it. As long as it's safe, I'm down. I am totally down. But here's what I'm confused about. Let's use TV as an example. So Mm -hmm. you're sitting on your couch, and you want to increase the volume of the show you're watching. Okay? Okay. I understand you lose your remote. It's a pain in the ass. I get it. I understand, like, sometimes you have an app on your phone that Uh connects to it. You really need to just tell your brain volume louder. Dude, is that really that freaking important? If 25-year-old Tommy could bring a girl over and show her the trick I could do with my brain... To make the volume louder, I'm getting laid within an hour. So, yes. So I could be an X-Men. It, you're doing it to get laid? Yeah, you're I married. could be a mutant. I have mutant powers. 25-year-old, but we're talking about across the board. Now I would just do it because I'm lazy. I could be like an X-Men. Yeah. I'd have powers. I'm Cyclops. There's certain things I just, I, it's not, I don't need it. Mm. Like, I'm I good with this you. other stuff. Like, I, it's the same thing with driving. Like, I'm good with driving. I don't need to be that lazy where someone's mm. going to drive for me. Or someone, you know, that lives in your house that cooks for you. That's completely different. Oh, yes. Why? <laughs> oh, shovels the snow for you? I so you need a chip. Snow. You got your You got to stop repeating that. Right. I shoveled the snow. And and I did a damn good and job. That, of and it. that's commerce. Right? You're spending money. Like somebody's earning money to do that. That makes the world go round. Well, not in this spot, but yeah, I hear you on that. Well, no, you somebody shovels your snow. Snooky's uh, husband yeah. shovels your snow. You're the one who's yeah. paying someone to do it. I'm too lazy, so don't get on me for the chips. He just, he just comes out. He has his little thing, and he just plows plow And it. first of all, when I shoveled the other day, because again, he keeps lying and, and about by this. The way, it was the most cathartic thing I did in weeks. Like I go out there, I'm digging in the snow, <laughs> I'm moving it around. Right. Like I loved every second of it. The fact that you're lazy to pay somebody says something about you. The, the Marquise kids are like they're Brooklyn's age. They came down and they wanted to shovel. But they stole something special from you. You could have shoveled the snow yourself. What if I didn't want to do it? Why not? I wanted to work out instead. That is working out. I mean, but my workouts are better. I went to the gym. I was lifting snow and pushing it down. <laughs> All right, let me, let me flip it on you, Evan. You're going to get older. Your kids are going to get older. You're going to go, go to ahead. Met games. Yes. Wouldn't the chip help you score the Met game? No. That way you oh. could be a father and the chip could, you know, so, Lindor grounds out the second. Here's the proof. The act of writing is the reason. Yeah, I mean, think about that. Like, years and years ago, this isn't even recent. Like, in the last 15 years, they came out with scorebook apps. Yes. And I've been asked this many times. Like, why don't you score on your tablet? Why don't you score here? And I'm like, because that's not scoring. (laughs) Scoring is a book. It's pen to paper. Now, I have to admit this. And it's so funny, but it shows you that, of course, I've taken some levels of technology. So I'm so excited for spring training to start. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, this is true. I brought into work my spring training scorebook. <laughs> As you did. I even showed it to him. And I brought it in because I was like, let me open it. 
Let me finish the box score of the I'm last a loser. spring training game. Maybe I didn't finish it. And as I'm writing with my hand, within 10 seconds, my hand got sore. Because <laughs> I'm so used to not writing with my hand unless I'm scoring a game. Evan types, for those that don't know behind the scenes, Evan types everything. Everything. E- literally everything. Everything. Right? I have you a got, keyboard you take in front a, of me right now. I'm like, Evan, I'm going to give you my uh, the days I'm going to take off during the summer. He's like, oh, hold on. I type. And he's like... <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a loser. Mark it on the calendar. I, I don't use my hand to write. Like, literally, <laughs> I need spring training to score games because my hand is so not used to being used <laughs> for this purpose, obviously. Yeah. Gotcha. I was like, whoa, I wrote two things and my hand was sore. So spring training is for me on Saturday. I got to write them. I'm a loser. In. Just my wait, hand's going to be tired. Just wait till you get famous and have to sign autographs. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I'm not signing. Well, I guess for that book signing. <laughs> there it is. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, my, my, Met, my Mets Bible on my, Amazon. Uh, You're going to be exhausted. On sale April 2nd, like, Hold the pin lightly. Yes. Don't squeeze the pin hard. Well, just hold it lightly. The good news is by the time that happens in April, my hand's in shape because I score games. Uh, like, this uh, is only a problem yeah. during the winter because I'm never using my hand to write. <laughs> by April, once I'm scoring games, dude. You're good. Oh, man. I'm like, let's go. But right now, I'm in bad shape. So if I haven't taken the technology to score, trust me, there's certain areas of technology, and I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people listening where there's certain things Mm -hmm. you will accept because it's cool and it's helpful, and other things where you're like, line has been drawn. We are simpatico on the car thing. Yes. There is never going to be a day in which I'm going to be good with that. I will never feel safe. 100%. I would always be looking and ready to grab the steering wheel. And and planes and and trains are so different because we don't see the way the meal is made. Mm -hmm. So you could tell me all day, well, guess what? A computer's flying the plane. I'm not watching it. (laughs) If I'm sitting in the passenger seat, I'm looking over and I'm seeing nothing there. Right. That's a huge problem. But there's also a pilot. I mean, it's not like the plane. There's also a pilot sitting there just in case something goes wrong. Right. Let's get back to your calls. We'll get back to sports. 877-337-6666. A lot of Mets today and even some Jets on what they should do at quarterback because Connor Hughes had this brilliant idea of Sam Howell. Let's go to Will in Belmore, New York. What's up, Will? Guys, what's going on? Kiki, first and foremost, man, I'm a Jets fan, but we, as New York football fans, we were spoiled with Curtis Martin. And yeah. he was so- Thank you, man. Thanks. Curtis was the man. Thank you. I appreciate you. you. Evan. Yes. No problem. Evan, question for you now, okay? Yes, yes. I know that uh, Connor Hughes, he brought up Sam Howell, but what about a reunion with Sam Darnold? How would you feel about that? <sighs> That's an interesting one. It's not that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's only interesting no. because I feel like he's been, he's been, I don't what? know, rehabilitated. Has he, though? But not in a in a meaningful way. You know what I mean? So, he goes, he's a backup. He's never played. Well, he played in Carolina after the trade. He started 11 games. Right. He played a little bit last year. He barely played this year, but he played the one game where Purdy right. was hurt. And while I think he's a fine backup, like I think he is a backup in the National Football League, I think because of Aaron's age and because of the injury history, I want to do better. So in certain other situations, maybe in a different world, I'd say, okay, fine. But I really want to invest in that backup. That's why when Connor Hughes' prediction of Gardner Minshew was said on this radio yeah. station earlier today with us, I got excited. Because to me, Gardner Minshew is a lot better than Sam Darnold. So the reason I went, ugh, and the reason why I don't think it's that interesting is that I just don't think he's good enough. I need a real solid backup. And also, going back to the X, it just never works. Yeah, I agreed. 
is never going to feel the same. It's never going to feel enthusiastic. Well, he comes back as Sam Darnold. When he goes somewhere else, he's just Sam Darnold. You know what I mean? <laughs> when he comes back to us, it's Sam Darnold. When he goes to, you know, any other franchise, he's, ah, it's Sam Darnold. Mike is in Clifton Park, New York. Good afternoon, Mike. Hey, guys. How How's it going? Oh, it's good. Good, man. What's up? Good. Good. So I'm another positive, redheaded um, Met fan here. Look at you. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think the key to the Mets, you know, they, they're, they're pitching their starters. They have to stay in the middle of, of the road. Yes. Um, but, but, you know, they are a, a deeper team. There's a pathway for their young players to uh, use, use, use the, the, the DH. Uh, DJ Stewart isn't bad to, to put that as, 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 as well. And, uh, one you no no but Mike Mike I I want to commend you you yeah. hit on it you hit on the pathway and this is the thing that's going to distract Met fans because our history is of having elite starting pitching and even last year and the year before the hype and the hope and the strength of the team was what two aces whether it was Jake and Max or last year Max and Justin he nailed it the formula to the Mets' success is to be average in starting pitching it's just to be decent. Like Adrian Hauser and Sean Manaya and hopefully a healthy Kodai Senga and Jose Quintana and even Luis Severino, assuming he's not the ace he was five years ago, you know what they all can be? Solid. Yeah. That's it. Right. That doesn't mean it's the best rotation in yeah. baseball. Get quality starts. And if you get that, the formula to success is a really good offense based on young players developing and a really good bullpen. And so I think what's going to be unusual for Met fans and maybe why it's so difficult for some Met fans to see how this team can be good is that the formula is so different than the last couple of years. It was based on Max and Jake. It was based on Verlander and Max. That's not what it is. It's a solid to average rotation, and it's an offense that takes a big step, and it's a bullpen that's a major strength with the best closer in baseball. That's the formula. Right, and if the young players do what they're supposed to do, including Francisco Alvarez, who's great defensively, at least not, well, he was better than advertised defensively and probably is headed towards being a really good catcher, and he starts mashing home runs at a higher rate, and his batting average is higher or whatever, whatever metric you want to use to evaluate him, it feels like success. Right? That's what you're looking for, success with the young players, because then they accent what all the veterans are are there to do. And what I see is 86, 87 wins. Now, Tiki Barber said on this radio show about an hour ago, Mm -hmm. I don't want to make a prediction. I only made a giant prediction because you forced me and you pressured me. Well, guess what? I'm not going to do it today. Mm -hmm. I'll give you time. But I am going to... Can I see at least a spring training game? Yeah, Saturday. You don't want Saturday? I will. You know who's pitching? Um, not Kodai Singa. <laughs> wow. What a douchey comment that was. <laughs> Luis Severino. <laughs> no, I'll give you the answer. Ooh. I predicted it on the Rico successfully a few days ago. Who so if you it? listen to the Rico, you'd know. I made a prediction that the spring training opener would be Tyler McGill, oh, and I was right. Yeah. Okay, so you need to see a spring training game. Yes. At some point after I pressure Tiki, and I will pressure him, slap him around a little mm-hmm. bit, push him into the locker, Tiki Barber will eventually make a New York Met win total prediction. Now, what will that be? I don't know. Maybe he's going to go against me and say they're going to win 72 games. I have no idea. Vegas has them at 82 and a half. That's what Vegas has. By the way, Vegas is more confident than everybody on this radio station. Yeah. Everybody on this radio station with T, it's almost universal, thinks the Mets are going to suck. Like, I don't know if there's anybody I've heard. And if I'm leaving somebody out, I apologize. Oh, mm-hmm. one guy, Al Cintron, my man. What did he say? No, I think he thinks they're going to be where I think, oh, okay. 86, 87. Yeah. But BT thinks they're going to suck. G thinks they're going to suck. 
Big Mac thinks they're going to suck. Keith likes to make fun of them, so I assume he thinks they're going to suck. Like, everybody thinks they're going to suck, and that's okay. So Vegas doesn't think they're going to suck because 82 wins is a pennant race. That's right. And I think they're going to be better than that. In fact, you know what? Screw this. Screw everybody. You know what I'm doing? Took my phone out. You're I'm betting it down on it. now. Yeah. You're betting now on the win total. Yeah, I'm going to bet the over. You're going to over. Oh, I mean, that's an easy one. Money. Easy one. Yeah. You guys are telling me they're going to stick. Now <laughs> it's an easy bet. Well, it's easy because it's an easy bet for you to make because you already believe it. <laughs> oh, for me, it's easy. <laughs> yes. Well, it proves to everybody out there who thinks, oh, he doesn't even think that. He's just yeah. being naive. Money where my mouth is. I'm putting it right now. Now, I will not put to win the division. I will not do that. Let's see their odds for the division. Mm. 12 to 1. I mean, you know what? Let's do it. Why not? I'm just kidding. I can't because they're not. The Braves would have to move to the American League for that. that. <laughs> Throw twelve bucks on it. How about this one? <laughs> to make the playoffs. This is interesting. To make the playoffs, just to make the playoffs, which is what I think they'll do. Yeah. Plus one fifty four. Okay. So hundred bucks, I win one hundred and fifty four dollars. You should right. do that instead of the win total. Win to, to win the division. No, no, that was to make the playoffs, right? That's plus just to make the playoffs. Yes. I would do that bet instead of the over because you have better odds. Plus one fifty four. If they go over their win total, they probably make the playoffs. So you get yeah, better odds. You're right. So the win total on Fanduel right now is eighty two and a half, uh-huh. and if I bet the owner, it's my, over. It's minus one hundred five. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna parlay mm. the over and making the playoffs. Mm. How about that? Let's see what that turns into for me. In a second to make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, they, they they don't allow you to parlay that. <laughs> I do that. So see, money where my mouth is. We'll get back to your calls in a second. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. And no one's really talking about it yet. But there is an irresistible force meeting an immovable object. The irresistible force is Juan Soto. The immovable object is Aaron Boone. There actually is kind of a a thing between the two of them that will be so fascinating to see play out. I'll explain exactly what it is and how I think it will go down and how Yankee fans will react to all of this. A battle between Soto and Boone, plus more your calls, and a big Cinco de Lugo with Sean being sick. Lugie's got a top five list. Evan and Tiki here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.